This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and today on the 10th of April we're here with the Right Honourable Lord Provost of the City of Edinburgh, Frank Ross. And Frank, it's been uh, quite a poignant day today because there was a 41-gun salute from Edinburgh Castle and this is all to honour the memory of the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, who died yesterday and I'm sure you have your own memories of him. Uh, I, I, absolutely, Phyllis, although I have to say that I only actually, I, I took office at the end of his active civic uh, life, um, or at least the public side of it. I, I know he continued, um, although he stopped doing uh, public events. I only had the opportunity to, to meet him once, which was technically after he'd retired in August 2017, uh, and he accompanied uh, Her Majesty at the opening of the fourth crossing in the September uh, of, of that year. And that, that was really the last time that he was seen, uh, certainly in Scotland, um, even even as consort uh, to Her Majesty the Queen. And it was a great honour that he chose that particular event, uh, to, to not, not just for the crossing, but also because of his, his long-standing association with the capital, Edinburgh. I know, he's been, uh, he's been a constant figure, and I think perhaps that's uh, really what has struck all of us uh, this, this last couple of days. He's been such a constant figure, um, even at the, the garden parties at Holyrood House, everywhere uh, that we can think of the Queen having been. He, he has been there by her side, and I suppose that's, on a personal level, it must be a, it's a sad, sad time for her and also for the family. Absolutely. And, and you know, as, and as I said yesterday, you know, our, our condolences um, and sympathies go out to Her Majesty and all members of the royal family. Uh, Edinburgh is very fortunate that we have more uh, visits by members of the royal family than any other city outside London. Um, so we will get an opportunity to, I, at least I will get an opportunity to meet most of them this year and be able to pass on those those condolences and sympathies in, in person. Um, also, as, as Lord Provost and Lord Lieutenant, I've also taken the opportunity on behalf of the citizens of Edinburgh to write to Her Majesty um, a personal note, uh, which will uh, will be sent off on Monday when I get an opportunity to, to, to hand sign it, wet sign it. I mean, we're having um, his grandson, uh, Prince William, uh, Earl of Strathairn visiting us uh, next month as part of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland. Uh, and of course, uh, the Princess Royal will be her usual incredibly regular visitor uh, to Edinburgh. But it's it, it's amazing when you look back with, with the, the Duke of Edinburgh, just how often during his earlier years, and, and, and I don't mean 10, 15, 20 years ago, because obviously at the age of 99, he, he retired when he was 96, you know, which, which is uh, you know, it's one hell of an innings. Um, still participated. I mean, he was chancellor of the University of Edinburgh for fifty-seven years. He was, uh, and and he retained uh, either patronage or membership of uh, up to thirty organisations, even past his uh, official uh, retiral. And you know, and it's a huge, huge range. I mean, the, the perhaps the the university and and Harriet Watt University are too well known as are the Botanics and uh, the Royal Zoological Society. But he, he had a, on his uh, Navy side, he was still patron of the, uh, the Royal Fourth Yacht Club, which had its centenary, I think, either last year or the year before. But he still retained a, a, an active uh, interest. And obviously, the, 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 Royal, uh, the Royal British Legion um, was very close to his heart. And 
he always, when he came to Edinburgh, always had time to ensure that he reached out to veterans and to serving personnel on each individual occasion. But of course, he was also a, a past master of the Royal Company of Merchants of Edinburgh. And he did, he, he was very interested in a huge, huge range, the Royal Society of, of, of Edinburgh. You know, the, the, the list goes on and on, and it just shows to be able to do that. You know, you've retired at 96, but you're retaining that patronage. You're retaining that connection with the city and across a huge range of, of, of topics. Um, says a lot, a lot for the individual, a lot for the man. No, no, I don't think you or I will still be uh, working when we're 96 if we uh, reach that uh, grand old age. Absolutely. Just getting, just getting there, I think I'll be quite happy, if, if, if truth be told. But I think, you know, one of the things, and I've, I've said this on a couple of other occasions, the, the vision that he had back in 1947-ish, um, to start the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme to support the development of, of young people. Um, you know, 70 years later, for that, not still just to be going, but now to be active in over 140 countries across the world is absolutely uh, tremendous. And he, he continued um, to take a, a great interest. And I, I think if you look across the media, there, there, there have been little interviews and excerpts from people who have gone through the, the, the Duke of Edinburgh scheme. You know, at, at one time, a lot of people regarded that as purely being something that employers were looking for to, as a tick box to show that you've done it. But actually, if you talk to the people who got involved in it, people perhaps who had very little hope or prospect in life and what that actually did to change their life, and you don't always get really to the people who were furthest away from any type of opportunity that had this given to them through the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme and actually managed to turn their life around and, and gain some hope um, and some prospects. Um, it's tremendous. I mean, in, in recent years, certainly in my time as, as Lord Provost and Lord Lieutenant, he hasn't been um, present in Edinburgh for the presentation of the awards. That's gone to Prince Edward, who, who has taken over that role with the Duke of Edinburgh Scheme. But... Uh, but even, even, even up the council has uh, its own outward bound facility at Laganlea. That, that, that had its 50th anniversary last year. And unfortunately, due to COVID, um, we couldn't uh, do anything. But that was, that was opened by um, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, over 50 years ago. That's the City of Edinburgh Council has that facility way up in the Highlands for young people to enjoy. That's absolutely correct. And, and you know, until COVID came along, every, every primary seven kid from um, a, a state school went for a week to Laganlea, um, which you know, it is in the heart of the Highlands. It's outward bounds. It's an opportunity that kids from the city would never normally have. I mean, even, even in a city like Edinburgh, where we are so close to the countryside, to actually have that week's outward bound type activity you know, it would have been great to have him there for the 50th. It would have, it would have indeed. And tell me uh, a little bit about what the city um, has done, apart from the um, very poignant 41-gun salute, which happened today. Um, I believe you've also opened a virtual book of condolences. That, that, that's correct. Uh, uh, a book. We had to wait for the cascade to happen from the, from the royal household. Uh, down through the, the devolved government, but we have opened that now. We're now starting to advertise um, that. It will be advertised through uh, the council website, but I've also notified all my deputy lieutenants who are also now 
promoting that actively uh, throughout the city. Um, we're still waiting for details of the, the funeral arrangements, um, which we anticipate probably a week from today, but we haven't heard the final words on that. We will be holding a minute silence uh, in the city uh, in accordance with the protocol and in line with other cities. And once we know the exact details of that, we will be promoting that. Uh, and I'll be attending uh, the city chambers to, 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 to lead that. I'm also will be presenting a motion of condolence uh, at full council. And I'm currently um, weighing up full council isn't for three weeks, which I think would be inappropriate to, to wait that long, especially given our position as Edinburgh. Um, so I'm currently considering whether we recall council um, next week or perhaps the beginning of the week after following the funeral. Um, but I think to wait for three weeks would be inappropriate. Yeah, and of course the Scottish Parliament has, is recalled on Monday to uh, dis to discuss a, a, a motion of condolence as well. So, so someone who was really quite influential, and uh, even though he didn't live here, and uh, well, certainly had the name, but um, certainly somebody very influential in the city. Well, it's not just influential in the city. He has taken the name of our city across the world. We have a tremendous range of things that we are well known for. Um, you know, we can we, we can list them all from education to industry to commerce to to uh, theatricals to, to to entertainment to culture heritage. But he actually took our name. You know, the Duke of Edinburgh, um, everywhere across the world, and gave it gave it a different status in in, in many different countries than it would have had. If it was just left to our own devices, through the, the own, you know, the benefits that we do have and the, the great attractions that we have, uh, without doubt, the fact that he took our name with him um, certainly benefited our city. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Well, thank you very much indeed, Lord Provost of the City of Edinburgh, Frank Ross. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk